If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. You are listening to the number one fitness, health, and entertainment podcast. This is Mind Pump. All those things. Now, in today's episode, we answer fitness and health questions, four of them, in fact. Uh, but the way we open the episode is with an introductory portion, so where we talk about current events. We tell fun stories. We generally just have a lot of fun. Today's intro portion was about 45 minutes long. After that, we answered those four fitness questions. So what I'm going to do is give you a breakdown of today's episode. We open up by talking about drug testing. Oh, yeah. Uh, and how we tried to get away with drug testing back in the day. <laughs> Then we talk about Adam's charitable giving uh, and uh, politically correct terms. <laughs> we talk about the man who married his sex doll. Uh, I guess the, the courtship was over, right? They dated for a while? Yeah, yeah. They made it uh, official. Then we, then we talked about uh, an interesting article talking about how the Red Cross tested some blood samples from 2019 that showed that COVID was here much earlier. Dun, dun, dun. Then we talk about uh, Justin's new uh, media commercials he's doing on Mind Pump Media's Instagram page. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. Justin is hilarious, mm. and uh, you're going to watch Thank that. You. Please go, go check it out. Let me know. And check it out. Then I talk about how grass-fed meat has twice as much CLA uh, as grain-fed meat. Now, why is that important? CLA helps burn body fat and build muscle. In fact, bodybuilders have been supplementing it with it for it a long time. Um, easy for me to say. Yeah. Uh, but instead of supplementing with CNA, uh, CLA, all you have to do is eat grass-fed meat, and you'll get plenty of it. CLA all day. CLA. Um, one of our favorite sources of grass-fed meat is ButcherBox. They actually deliver it to your door, and because you listen to Mind Pump, you get a massive discount and hookup. Here's what you do. Go to butcherbox.com forward slash Mind Pump. Use the code Mind Pump, and you'll get bacon for life. Oh, my God. That's going on until the 22nd of, of December. So go get your bacon for life. It's pretty good. Then I talk about why humans sleep so good when it's cool, probably because we evolved sleeping in caves. By the way, if you'd like to cool your bed down, try the chili pad or the Uller. This is a water-cooled mat that goes over your mattress, allows you to control the temperature of your bed. There's two sides to it, by the way. So if your wife or husband likes a different temperature, that's totally fine. They can do what no they want. harmful EMFs. And you do what you want. Exactly. It's water cold, no EMFs. Uh, it's amazing. It really has impacted my sleep in a positive way. And again, because you listen to Mind Pump, you get a discount. Here's what you do. Go to chilitechnology.com forward slash Mind Pump. And uh, we have some discounts. Chili 22 can get you a big discount on the chili pad. Um, and that will be ending very soon. That's a Cyber Monday deal. It looks like it's being extended. Um, then I talk about the new vaccine cards that the defense uh, ministry, I don't know what the actual name is, but the yeah. defense department, there you go, um, is saying that we might all have to carry around soon. It's kind of looking like uh, 1984. Cool. Let's start, yeah, let's start trading cards. Interesting. And then we talk about Snoop Dogg starting a fight club. Then we got into answering the fitness questions. Here's the first one. This person wants to know what some of the craziest fitness myths are that we've ever heard. The next question this person wants to know how aging affects the metabolism and weight gain. The third question, this person struggling with pain in their toes and arches, wants to know if there's anything they can do. And the fourth question, this person wants to know if the at-home digital fitness space is getting crowded. Mm. Um, also, you know, here at Mind Pump, one thing that we like to do to help people is we like to design workout programs. In fact, Adam, Justin, and myself have been personal trainers for over two decades 
we put together some of the most effective workout programs you'll find anywhere. And what we've done is we've designed different programs for different types of people, different goals, whether it's fat loss, muscle building, whether you're a beginner, advanced, uh, whether you have access to a lot of equipment or you have almost no equipment. We have programs that suit most people. All of our programs are designed to be extremely effective. These are designed by real trainers. It's not your celebrity fake trainer stuff that you find no out there. fitness actors. This is stuff that actually works. So here's what you got to do. Go to mapsfitnessproducts.com. Check out all the workouts. Check out the programs. See which one suits your body best. Sign up for that program. Try it out for 30 days. If it doesn't work, get a full refund. By the way, almost nobody gets a refund because our programs are amazing. Again, you can find all of those at mapsfitnessproducts.com. Katrina was listening to the episode, one of the recent episodes said that I was wrong. So I'm going to correct myself. Mm. Remember when we were talking about the milk production thing okay. and the beer? Oh, it's, yeah. it's not it's not the wheat in the beer. It's the yeast in the beer Oh, that kicks out the production. Oh, So I just want to get that straight before all the moms come So I wonder if me. you could do gluten-free beer. I DMs full of moms. Well, hold on. Maybe we could do gluten-free beer for... Because is gluten-free beer made with yeast, Doug? I would think so. Hmm. Oh, shit. Maybe. There's mm -hmm. a whole market there. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Mm. All right, honey. Yeah. I'll be bringing you some, <laughs> some brew. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's but aren't you supposed a few to, of those out there. Aren't you supposed to, when you drink, uh, what's it called, pump and dump? Yeah, yeah. you pump and dump. Why? Because it gets in the milk, right? Right. right. They, the they have a- uh, Well, what if you want the baby to sleep? Well, then- I'm just yeah. saying. I mean, that's a move. And you're just a bad mom. That's <laughs> all. <Yeah>. No. <laughs> put, no. The, put the whiskey in their teeth. You can't do that with cannabis, by the way, pump and dump, because it's fat soluble. It'll stay in your breast milk for a little while. Yeah, mm. it stays in your system for like 30 days, right? Mm -hmm. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, so if, you know, your kids all chill. But there's also so I've heard of doctors. Look, look I've, I've actually heard of doctors though recommending to uh, women uh, smoking weed if they're like uh, addicted to cigarettes, and saying like if you're going to smoke every day, you can't kick the habit of smoking. They prefer them smoking marijuana wow. than smoking. Uh, really? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. interesting. That's an interesting strategy. <laughs> well, no, think, well, think about that. What, what as a doctor, what do you tell somebody? You got somebody who's a pack a day a cigarette smoker. There's yeah. lots of people out there that exist like that. They get fucking pregnant. You think they all just cut cold turkey? I know, mm. dude. I doubt it. No, you're right. It's yeah, hard, hard to give any advice to somebody like that. Yeah. yeah. You imagine though being that doctor. You know, listen, you're Mrs. Like, Johnson, uh, you're pregnant. How do I start? Uh, quit cigarettes. Let's go to joints. Yeah, let's go with that because that's not as bad. Yeah, I hope. Well, well we don't, so, so yeah. is it true? Like when they take a hair sample, they get a lot. Uh, like they can go a lot further back. Yes, yeah. that's why. It if you scare me when I was I'm like safe. in jobs. That's yeah. how we get. <laughs> we <laughs> never. Adam's cool. Yeah, I'm safe. I'm safe. <laughs> we can't tell with Adam. <laughs> we hear he smokes yeah. a lot of weed. We can't, can't prove get it. that from your, can't prove it yeah. we from can, your beard. I hair? think they can get it from your your beard yeah. hair. Oh, really? Yeah. Or, or, or the it's, nether regions. It's a hair. Yeah. Hmm. Right? Can't you? Sample it. That makes sense. Let's find out. That I don't your, know. Yeah. I, I think so. I think so. But I, I actually, I have a buddy who uh, worked at a job and they were going to do the drug testing mm -hmm. and he was a pot smoker, right? So he quit uh, smoking for however long it takes before it gets out of your urine. Because he oh, thought it yeah. was going to be a urine test. It's like what 30 days. Gold seal or whatever. Like, I remember like, so I was like hyper paranoid of this because I was working for my dad at the time. And, you know, and I knew at some point he, he knew the kind of crowd I, I ran around with, but I didn't even like really smoke, but like maybe four times a year. 
you know, because uh-huh. I would just like I was doing the whole like like smoke and puff but not inhale kind of a thing. You saw that? Shut guy. up! I was that guy for a while. He dude. totally I, is that guy. Yeah, and I, is it, this when you were doing heroin? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it was, that was the you know I just wanted didn't want to get caught for pot. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, so so then, then he sprung a, a a surprise test on me. Your dad did? Yeah. Oh, that's you, the, you've through, never, through the company. You've never told me your this. Dad, your dad tried to use the company as an excuse. Exactly. Hey, hey son, you work for me. I now. didn't even know you worked for your dad. What were you guys doing? Yeah, I worked um, oh, a couple summers, maybe like three summers. Uh, I worked for him at this window company, and I would unload trucks, and and then I would go out with the service guys to go to uh, these these mansions and basically reglaze the windows. When was this? Uh, this was when I was in high school. Oh, I didn't know this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So all the stories you've told, I don't think you've ever told that story. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't think I have. You think but you know somebody, it, right? I know, right? You, <laughs> I wonder been, how much stuff you've been. Hides. I know you've been washing well, windows shit, you guys for years. So much, you know, it, it helps to ask questions. Oh, <laughs> hey, hey hold on, did hold you, on. wait, wait, wait. Adam's about to ask a question. <laughs> I want to hear your story about the about the drug test. Yeah. So I was like. I was like, whoa, like, I, I don't know. I had this sense that, um, uh, like, I don't know why. I think he started to kind of like mention that, like, like add seeds, like, oh, this is the company policy and we're kind of rolling this out. And like, he, like, and I'm like, when is this going to happen? And then he just like all of a sudden sprung it on me one day. And so I had to go to this, uh, this, this site, this facility and like do a whole pee test and all that. And I was fucking sweating bullets. Yeah. How nervous were you? Oh, so ner- I was chugging water, you know, on my way over there, <laughs> like crazy. Well, how long had it been since you smoked weed? It had been months. Oh, okay. So you were, <laughs> I didn't know anything. And though, you dude. probably, oh no, of course. No, I remember when those, that would, ha- that would happen. And like, you know, we were all in high school and we, you know, we had like a half our friends smoke weed. The other half didn't. Right. Yeah. And the guys that had to work for like companies like a CVS store or something that they had like regular drug testing type shit, <clears throat> they would, and I don't even know if CVS does it. I just made that up. Uh, they would freak out because of contact, you know, like uh, my, we were all at a house party together and yeah. there's hella weed. Or, or they ate like a poppy seed muffin. Yeah. You're like, no, yeah. oh, <laughs> I think God. I'd take heroin. <laughs> oh, brother. You're like, oh my God. Yeah, yeah no, so. no, it's, uh, it gets, you, cause then you would drink stuff like what was called gold seal. Yeah, yeah, Gold yeah, Seal. I think that was the, help, the brand. I don't even know if it works. But I had a buddy. Who, the, he went. He thought it was going to be a urine test. Turned out it was going to be a hair test. So he shaved his head. Oh. <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, I don't have any hair. Oh, weird. Yeah. yeah. Can we they, do another form? They also sell... Uh, you know, it's funny. I'm just thinking right now, a brand new listener right now is like, I thought this was a fitness <laughs> podcast. <laughs> What's going on here? Listen. We talk about a lot Listen, of stuff. Listen, yeah, we got to cover the bases. Um, no, you, uh, I forgot where I was going to go with this. Anyway. Oh, my like, goodness. Yeah, I, have, I have something because you interrupted me about the the windows. So uh, so I'm I'm terrible when it comes to this, right? And this obviously goes back to childhood stuff. When you know, I guess make fun of me like with the horse thing, right? So I have another funny thing you could pick on me about. Okay. So. Oh, I can't wait. Now, yeah, not only do I talk about like when my childhood, like we didn't have a we didn't have a lot of money, but yet we owned horses, right? So <laughs> we also, you know, gave hundreds and hundreds of dollars all the time to you know uh, bums on the street all the time. Wow, mm-hmm. that was a very common thing. I don't know for, if that's politically correct. I don't give say. a shit. Whatever, fucking homeless, <laughs> whatever, hobos. whatever. Yeah. 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 Bums, <laughs> bums, bums, and hobos. So it was a very regular thing for our family to do that. My dad, uh, my, my my stepdad, my mom get their check, and uh, we go give a quarter of it to we give a tenth of it to the church, and then a quarter of it to the bums, and then our PG and E goes out. So yeah, that was like a oh co- co- common practice. So you can imagine as I've gotten older. Uh, I'm obviously a little resistant to that. You've been in yeah. the car with me before, where I've given you shit about that. Yeah. Uh, so I'm 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 bad with that. But okay. Uh, so this guy is in our parking lot all the time. 
Okay, this uh, homeless guy is that the politically mm-hmm. correct term? Yeah, it is. homeless guy is in our in our parking lot all the time, and he's always hitting me up for for cash, and I'm oh, I don't have cash, which I, is true. I really have cash on me, but this last time he uh, he's now washing windows for a dollar, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, this is perfect. The 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 bins has got hella dirty windows right now, and I pull up and. He says this to me, and I go, you know, hold on, let me see. And I only have a 10 in there. Fuck it, I'm going to give this guy a 10, right? So I said, I, I don't have a dollar, but I have 10 bucks, man. I said, you know, Merry Christmas, and I hand him the $10. And he's like, oh, my God, thank you so much. He's like, I'm going to do all the windows. I'm like, rad, cool. So I go in the, go in, the, in here in the studio, and I come out to, to look at the car, and it looks like he cleaned my windows with dirt. Oh. It's, it's like smeared every. <laughs> Just kind of moved it around. <laughs> yeah, I think oh that, no! I know. Did and you get a refund? No, I did get I'm a refund. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? Yeah, Give me my money back. That was a shitty job. <laughs> I don't know, but I was feeling all good about myself. I'm like, oh, I'm doing something good here. And the guys, and I, I felt good because he's doing work. This is what I, that, I appreciate that. That, that, and that's really what sparked it. Forget the holidays and all that bullshit. Yeah. it really was. He was offering to do something, mm-hmm. and I and I appreciate that. I appreciate it's not just hey, can I have money? It's like hey, could I provide some? Or do something of service. Arthur yeah, Brooks said this. For he, sure, he talked about this. He said uh, he's a social scientist, and he says one of the best things you can do for somebody when you help them is ask them for something in return because it gives it gives them a sense of dignity. Yeah. I love so that. his example was that you know if you give money to a homeless person. Um, ask them to pray for them. Ask them to pray for you because right. then it makes them feel, you know, it gives them a sense Purpose. of dignity. Yeah. yeah. And I love that. I, I totally love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, although one time I bought a tray of food for a homeless guy and it had a sandwich, it had milk, uh, apple, and a brownie. And I gave it to the guy. And then right in front of me, he took the brownie and threw everything else away. Yeah. I was furious. Oh. I was really I've mad. Done, I've Dude, done a, I, yeah, I've had somebody do that where they've refused food from me. Like, they just wanted cash. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like- I've had that. I've had ones oh, where- Oh, now you, you just piss fast, me off. Fast food drive-in, and I get like, like I'll have no cheese, light lettuce, like, no mustard. <laughs> <laughs> like, order like, like, like whoa, bro. <laughs> like, yeah. I could have just got you a burger. What else? Yeah, yeah. I know. No, it's, it's, it is interesting. But no, it does help with the, give the sense of dignity. Oh, there's pickles I re- in it? Yeah, oh, I really dude. appreciate that he said that. I mean, all joking aside, it's, um, you know- who was it that we were talking to about the epidemic? Dr. Drew. Dr. Drew is an expert on the, the, homeless. the homeless epidemic. Yeah. And he said, uh, what statistic did he say? It was something like 80-something percent severe mental illness. Yeah. Was it that high? I thought it was like half. Uh, no. It was higher. No, it was very high. Wow. Yeah, and he's like, you can't, he's like, they need medical help. You can't yeah, they need help. medical help and intervention. It's like there's yeah. no facilities left to really help and treat the, the mental uh, health aspect that that's out there, and I, I do. I, I'm pretty passionate about that. Like, I just don't see any movement in that direction. I just see a lot of, uh, you know. Well, I guess you know we're just going to deal with it as it is. So it, no, nobody's done anything. No, about it. you really so want to help. You have to provide that help. Okay, so uh, that's help. okay. So if that's true, then what does that say about us if we're giving them money? Well, here's the deal. It's enabling. Sure. Why, why right. So dive into that a little bit, yeah. okay? If you know that, yeah. okay? I know that stat's real true, right? Yeah. And we know that giving them money isn't really helping the root cause of what's going on. Is that really more selfish than it is selfless? What do you mean? I mean, you're do, uh, to, do, to do an act like that. Like for your own ego? You're right. To give, oh. To give, so I, we know that, and most people listening probably know this too. That like, it's, I it's, did something good today. Right, right. Yeah. It's a mental health issue. You know that just handing them a $100 bill 
may help them get food or alcohol or whatever they're going to use it for that day, and you're not really helping the root cause, are you truly helping them? And is it really a selfless thing that you're doing, or is it more to feed your own ego? Uh, I think it depends on the case. I think if you're, I mean, some people are genuine, right? And and sure, you might actually help feed that person. For the day, I don't want to discourage anybody helping anybody, but I do think it's important to look at it from a public policy standpoint. Public policy-wise, then it is wise. Yes, if we're going to invest money, uh, invest it in solving uh, the yeah. root cause. If we're going to have programs, let's address you know how to really help uh, that community. Yeah. And, uh, but I do honestly like, and we sound a little bit harsh, but I. I, you know, I usually give, it's like no stipulations attached. Like, it's just something that like, okay, I feel, you know, compelled. So here you go. Like, I'm out. Like, you do whatever. Like, I'm not going to judge you with what you do with it. Yeah, now it's your choice. Yeah, it's And your honestly, choice. think about it this way. Like, if okay, fine, the guy buys a, or girl buys a, you know, a drink uh, or whatever, you know, temporarily does make him feel better. And, you know, who am I to judge, you know? So you can right. kind of go, go down. Speaking of mental illness, by the way, did you guys see the guy that, Married his sex doll. Did you guys read about this? Yes. Guy? Yeah, dude. I feel like we brought this up. We did. We brought it up when he was dating her. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. yeah oh yeah. No, I'm serious. <laughs> oh, we did. We brought it. We brought it up when it he really first. escalated. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we brought it up last year when he was first starting to date her, and that was and that was right around the same time we were talking about like, is this what's going to happen? You know. You know what's it? funny yeah, about just this? Courting. Yeah, this is what's funny about this that he actually dated her. Yeah. To yeah. wait to see if he wanted to get married. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if I want to yeah. commit gotta, myself. Got to respect that. If I want to commit. Myself to the sex that, that's doll. That's responsible, I think. What are you very, talking about? Very, very, How does he divorce her? I, I don't know. <laughs> Throws oh. her in the garbage? <laughs> <laughs> Buys a new one? I mean, I... Goodbye. Sounds very responsible. Dude, I'm telling... Okay, this is a big problem. There's going to be room for upgrades. This is a... Exactly. This is a big problem in the future. Nobody, Nobody's really talking about this, but you know, everybody talks about AI is going to kill humans. Yeah. Oh, no, there's a pandemic. Oh, what about economic collapse? That's not what I worry about. Here's what the – this is a real threat. We're okay? never going to leave our house. We're just going to be fucking dolls all the time. If, yes. That's really what if would happen. If sex dolls become realistic – Which, like, by the way – We're all dead. Which, by the way, it uh, will go there first. Most of the money, most of the tech, most of it, because we'll go there. That's how yeah. we're going to innovate like crazy. No, Mar- it marketing, they all watch what, what porn does. They, they yes. lead that whole. Yes. Dude, I'm telling listen, if, if a sex robot is pretty damn close to a human, mm-hmm. do you know how many, how fucked we'll be? I mean, not literally, but also, but figuratively, like, we'll be yeah, totally screwed. All of it. Yeah. Totally screwed. Do you know how many people? Now, d- d- I, I don't know. Will we, though? Or will it I, will it help a lot of people? Well, how's it going to start, <laughs> too? Sure. Yeah, I, I mean, come Are you on. trying to set us up for a future sponsorship? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's good for health. Sal. Possibly, Sal. <laughs> Possibly. This could be, I mean, imagine the guy who's just, uh, he's he's uh, uh, crippled with anxiety at home and has no relations whatsoever and, you know, like I mean, her. That, the, exactly. You, you I was just thinking about that, you, even if it's just audio. Right. You know, but now I, I see it like, because... Think of like technology in stages, right? So like I, I anticipate, so he just married a doll, like a physical thing. Yeah. But I'm sure there's going to be like this app or whatever adaptive thing where he can listen and like it's some like AI voice because that's easier for them to engineer right now. Right. Yeah, I don't, okay, so. That, here, that, that's like attached to her and then they yeah. get all weird. You're, now you're talking about the fringes, the, the dude that's got mental illness or issues and, you know, he's stuck at home and whatever. I, I get that, okay? But it's going to penetrate mainstream i know but what if it trades off okay so uh it it sucks in a couple kids that were normal and now they're stuck in their rooms all day humping these dolls but then it helps 
twenty percent of depression out there. <laughs> no, you're not going to solve depression uh, by you, fucking a robot. <laughs> hey, hey, you don't know that till we uh, have it. This, if you're in yeah, a terrible on. relationship, you know, like, come on, like Brandy. You know, don't over knock here it till you try just, it, bro. You ain't going to get a sense of meaning in your life by oh. banging a robot. I, okay, I'm not going to get unless they pro, if they program it right. Like, yeah. well, that's too easy. Make it a little difficult. I'm not going to get into. I'm not going to get into a religious debate on what I think yeah. it's is morally right or wrong with it. But I mean, what if it does? What I mean, how many people out there are are riddled with that anxiety, depression, stuck in their homes, doesn't don't socialize, don't interact. You know, are, are the are call the, them relaxation robots? Maybe. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Welcome to release.com. I don't know. <laughs> I, again, it still it plays into what I where I think we're going, which is this society that is half plugged in, half disconnected. Oh, yeah. I mean, to me, we're just. Oh, that reminds me. Did you guys see the uh, you guys? Who, which, which one of you with the kids with the Roblox? Yeah, oh, both I, of them. But yeah, both, both of you guys kids. have kids. Right? Oh, are you talking about the concerts and shit? Yes, that's like the new big thing, right? Is I these, know. These, it's like an all immersive experience. Dude. Well, that's why they're so sucked into it. Well, exactly. think about it. If you have an audience of you know hundreds of millions of kids who are growing up, and you want to market to them, why not put a marketing in their video games? That's the next frontier, sure. right? So yeah. they're putting concerts, live concerts. Well, this isn't new. It's just that it's taking off because, like the you know, the pool is much bigger. Like when you get, when you get the kids won over, like you have a whole new thing. Like World of Warcraft's been doing this for a long time. Like they they sell things within the video game, and like people like have stores and things I mean, that they pop up. So I I don't know a lot about it. So maybe you guys can help me out. But what I envisioned right away when I read this article is thinking like, oh my god, how crazy is? And I think uh, so. Uh, I forget the rappers. I'm terrible with these new rappers but there was like two big rappers probably are, something like two pump or yeah. pump, two pump chump <laughs> 47 cents <laughs> <laughs> we sell like old guys yeah. anyways Tweety what bird. i what, what i what i envisioned and i think they had like i want to say fifty thousand or a hundred thousand people attend or whatever like that um you know you have fifty thousand of these kids in there that are interacting and i imagine they all have avatars and characters that yeah. represent themselves right yeah, and I mean, so they they can interact and chat and talk <clears throat> and i would think imagine being able to do this cuz you're an underage kid and that you would totally buy into this being able to buy drinks for each other and flirt and talk and meet and network sure. like that and that in the app is that oh like you know you here's you know you met Cherry and she's across yeah. you know the, the in Florida mm-hmm. and you're over here in California and, and you're just majestic shredded sounds like dragon a, sounds like a pedophile <laughs> playground if you ask me That's well uh, of course does. there's always yeah. gonna be that my name is John and I'm only six you know? yeah yeah but here's the thing though uh, you're like and you Legos. talk about this all the time with with going back in history I mean I'm sure everybody thought about that when the first playgrounds came around. And also, we no, put you can see the person. I, you you know you, so what though? Like you could dress you up can, like a you're kid. the one. You're the one that says it. You kid. say this all the time, so you cannot be the person to say that. Like what? you're the one who talks about like that's how that's how we were with newspapers, and that's how we were with radio, and that's how we were with television. Like, are we just be acting that way? That oh, this is a oh, this is great. all. All I know is is this. Okay, when we have robot fuck dolls, <laughs> the weirdest human depravities that you can imagine are going to come out and and acts. You're going to get like think about this. If you have brothels with robot sex dolls. They could have they any fantasy. Have, they already have those. Yeah, yeah no, no. I in mean, New York. like robot ones that like talk to you. They can have real like, oh, uh, you know, uh, would you like room number one where you get to murder her right afterwards or room number three where it's a, you know, oh my God, there'll you already want to know. There'll be rules. Mm, <laughs> why would there be rules? <laughs> There's always rules, dude. And then there'll be yeah, underground. Yeah, they'll say don't the, break the robot. And then there'll be underground stuff. Yeah, you can't murder the robot. Stop it. Why, why wouldn't they? Yeah. It's not a human. 
You well, could pretend to rope but kill it. Well, then it would cost you more than the robot cost to build, which is going to be a lot of money. Oh, I mean, you can't break the robot, but you can Robots murder are going to have How rights. do you murder a robot and not break it? It acts. You know? <laughs> <laughs> ah, I can't breathe. Ouch. I mean, how's that different? How's that any different than the video games these kids are playing where they shoot a, a virtual character and they die? Why are you acting so I mean, violent to me? I mean, <laughs> choke me harder. Yeah. I don't know. I just think that it sounds Turn my gears. so foreign to us <laughs> and scary to us. It's so scary. It is. But, it's so scary. But then that's just. Plus, by the time these robot sex weird, dolls dude. come around, dude, we'll all be in our 80s. Yeah. You're going to have one. Yeah. Let's be honest, Adam. <laughs> you're going to be 80 years old and may hopefully retired and successful. Dude, a lot of money. Everything is escalating way too fast. You know, everything is getting weirder and weirder. So, and are weirder you guys now, day. are you guys watching any of this stuff with your kids on the robot? I, I, I'm not very, from other than the articles I read, I don't even know how the game well, works. Well, there's ways to actually like put firewalls yeah. around it so they don't have this all immersive experience, uh, which is something that we've looked into quite extensively. Yeah. Because, you know, with kids being kids, like the, of course, like that's going to be like a massive appeal to them. Like, oh, yeah, let's go check all this crazy stuff out. Uh, but it opens them up, you know, to conversations with who the hell knows. And, Dude, I, and I don't like that. I know. I, t- I was talking to my buddy. He's got twins that are one and a half years old. And we were talking about all this. And I'm like, man, it's a weird world because I don't know. There's no playbook. Yeah. It's all so fast and changing and so different. Yeah, but don't you guys feel like um, – you know, the, the kids that are coming up, like, for example, mm-hmm. do you remember when you first heard what a catfish was? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, it took, I didn't know what it was and for a long time. Kids younger than me knew what that was. Yeah. Yeah. So they're, they're getting educated on that, whether it's you educating them or not, in, in other ways of what to be careful for. Yeah, but what so I- we, as, as old people, as parents, we look at it and go like, oh my God, it's so freaky. But in, in, in that, there's enough kids that have probably been screwed over by catfishing and stuff like that, that they talk to each other. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, I get that. But what I'm saying is as a parent- to be prepared to talk to your kids about certain things. It's so it's changing so fast now. Like yeah. the way I grew up was definitely different than my dad's generation, but it wasn't so radically different. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't so crazy different that he couldn't, you know, talk me through certain things. Yeah. It's so different now. Well, yeah, I I mean I highly suggest this. I I actually have been trying to to really get better at uh, you know, really going through that. Like so, I so I, play I'll Roblox play. Now? Yeah, I'll play with them every now. But I just want to know. That's dude. just what you tell Courtney. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah it is. What are you doing over there? I'm trying to figure yeah. it out yeah, for the no, kids. I'm gonna get you. you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I just bought a cool bazooka. Yeah, um, yeah. No, seriously though. Like I I think that uh, for for me to be able to see potential things that I'm like I, I want to know uh, where this could potentially go and like where what I need to look out for. I, and I know that yes, the, they they kind of know that whole landscape and environment and all that, but but they're not looking at it from a predatory uh, perspective, which is something that I'm always considering. Even when we're walking down the streets, yeah. I'm just, looking around just for scare the shit out of potential them <laughs> fucking <laughs> furriers and whoever else is around the corner. Hey, you know kids, what I mean? there are adults that want to kill you or bang you. <laughs> yes. Everywhere. Everywhere. They're Everywhere all you look. They're hiding. <laughs> just scare the shit out of you. Yeah. Just, I, I don't, don't want to tell them all that. That's too much. Yeah, I know. Anyway, uh, yeah. actually, I was having this conversation with my kid, and we were talking about like uh, prevalence of kidnapping and stuff. And I'm like, it's you know, it's dropped considerably. It was way more dangerous when I was a kid. Right. And he goes, is that because kids are not out as much? I'm like that's a good point. <laughs> it's probably harder to pick off kids nowadays. Hundred percent. Than it was back in the day when we were outside playing all the time. Oh yeah. Without cell phones, I'm sure it's easy to kidnap someone. 
compared to now. I with, can't believe I walked home for miles. Oh, you know? I know. Like, that, you could never do that. Yeah, now. exactly. But now, like, if you're a kidnapper driving around, you're like, man, there's no kids outside. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can't <laughs> find anybody. Got to go to these concerts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got to go back to Roblox <laughs> oh, and yeah. do that thing. Anyway, yeah. did you guys read the article on uh, COVID from the, the the discovery from the Red Cross? Did you guys read about this? No, no, no. No, no I was oh. still like tripping on the Johns Hopkins. Uh, was that study. the? Oh, yeah. The one that said the, the death toll or whatever? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so what's this one? So this is trippy. This is saying that we had it before, right? Way before. So the Red Cross took blood samples that were taken- Dude, I knew it. In early December. So I think this wow. was like December. I want to say I shared the article with you guys. Of course, you guys didn't read it. You never read anything I said. Yeah. yeah. Most uh, of it's boring. Well, well, how can you really trace it down? Send, send, something, you know. send, yeah, send something interesting and I'll yeah, read it. <laughs> okay. So they, they, they tested all these blood samples and they were in early to mid-December. I'm trying to get the exact date here. Um, in 2019. So December 2019. And they found people with COVID antibodies. Now, remember, these samples were taken, I think, the 12th uh, like twelfth and 13th of December. Yeah, okay, here we go. The, the, the blood samples were collected between December uh, 13th and January 17th, and they found antibodies in a lot of these blood samples. Now, antibodies take a week or two to build. Yeah, but could now, you let have- Let me ask you a question in terms of COVID specifically, because there's multiple uh, versions of it, COVID-19. Right? Yeah, but then, so that was specifically COVID-19 antibodies. Yes, it antibodies. was. And yes. you have, do you have to have had COVID-19 to build antibodies? Correct. Could you have not? Okay, so no. it's not so, possible. And, and it takes a week or two to get these antibodies, meaning if you go in on December 13th, which was the earliest sample mm-hmm. that they found- December 13th and you have antibodies that means November. at least at least a week earlier at yeah. least yeah. what you would have had covid if not way before that wow so and there were 39 samples that and tested imagine positive how that just 39 spread. out of how many a uh, thousand thousand okay. something but the early okay so the earliest ones came from guess where hmm. california california oregon and washington well, think about the, you know, where where's the closest to, to travel and fly? Like a lot of times you'll take flights from California over to Asia. A lot of Chinese people back yeah. and forth between uh, California and China. So so here's the thing now. I, rem- I mean, I'm telling you, people, December, January, February, and March in this area, I knew more people that got strangely very ill mm-hmm. that did not have the flu than I can remember. So yeah. this okay. So that's what I want to know because I'm still, even though I went. And tested, I feel like I feel like we didn't. Need I know. To do another I, test, dude. I know. I was so okay. I was so convinced that that thing that hit my group of friends and all of it us, hit you guys first. It hit all of us. Like my there was a house of eight of us. So this is back in December. It was. It was December of last year, mm-hmm. and it was like nothing I have had. In, was it one of your friends Chinese? Um, uh, no, she's okay. Mong. Oh, never mind. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. but she uh, wasn't even there. Yeah, and she wasn't traveling to China okay. either. So uh, that has nothing to do with it. Sorry, just a racist comment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, know, I, was to, I was trying to make it more like connected. Like, that's my new thing. Now. I'm just gonna call yeah. you racist whenever I possibly yeah. can. I feel All like right. that's a popular thing to do. Now. Yeah, if you do it, it just I can't. I can't, shuts I can't believe. It, but going back to bum, I can't say bum. No, you can't. No. What the fuck? You can't say anything. No, you anymore. can't say bum. You can't say hobo. Really? Yeah. yeah. Even though, yeah, like hobo, yeah, like interestingly enough, was a way that they would travel to go do work, right? Yeah. On, on, on railroads. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's where that comes from. Yeah. School me on that. I never heard that. What's yeah. that? What's that mean? Yeah. So they would have like I don't know if it's is it, is, is it, is it but, an acronym? Does it stand for something? Probably. Look it up, I, Doug. I don't know what please. that is, but they would have like sack of their, uh, you know, 
uh, you know, their supplies and they would like hop these, these railroads and then they would land in, in like farms and they would do work and then they go back and, you know, they basically live like, a, um, it's a, a hobo is a migrant worker or homeless vagrant, especially one who is impoverished. The term originating in the Western, possibly Northwestern United States around 1890, unlike a tramp who works only when forced to and a bum who does not work at all. A hobo. So that's is a what tra- a tramp is. So, and a bum is a bu- so. Okay, the guy that I met was not a bum because he worked for the money. So he was a hobo, uh, but he didn't travel. Oh, yeah, because oh. I mean he traveled. He the provided a service. All right. yeah. So I mean, so anyway, so bum is not a politically incorrect term. It's just no, it, no, it is. It's still politically incorrect. Yeah. Why? I I don't know. Who People makes just this don't up? like it. Uh, yeah, you can't yeah. say certain words anymore. Oh, that's yeah. how we do this. So this is what you two agree on now. No. When people don't no, like, I'm not, people don't like a word. I'll, I'll we just, just get rid of it. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not censoring you. I'll guarantee you right now you'll get several DMs from people. I, well, I always do, so I'm yeah, not worried true. about that. All right. So anyway, <laughs> tell me about the COVID thing you were saying. So you guys got it. It went yeah, through. Yeah. So it went through. I mean, so Justin, Jared, your their daughter, Justin's son, Janet, me. Uh, I think Katrina was like the only one who didn't get it. So like seven of us and it wrecked me for like two weeks. And I, even after the two weeks was up, I still didn't feel good for almost a month. And I can't remember the, and we had all the symptoms. And didn't you say a couple of them got tested for the flu and there was negative? Yeah. Yeah. See? Yeah. yeah and it was for the flu they were getting yeah, tested. And then remember. But now, okay. So, but. Anybody okay, lose how long is that so all, only two weeks. But here's the thing though. And this is why we, I guess we didn't have it because, okay, maybe my test is wrong, but my, my buddy's wife, Janet, who's the nurse, she's already been retested, doesn't have the antibodies. My other buddy, who's the principal, he's been tested and doesn't have the antibodies. So we've all been tested. Maybe you guys got COVID-18. Mm, yeah. yeah, it was the first the yeah. first round. Yeah. I I don't know, man. I felt bird, like bird flu. I felt like we had it. Remember, we went, we did that that event that um, yeah. that I said probably not a good idea because we might get sick, in which we did. And then I got hella <laughs> sick. And Jessica and I were. She would cough so hard she threw up. Wow. Yeah, it was nasty. Yeah, it was, all the symptoms. It was bad. It. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, to me, that's so that sucks. If it wasn't COVID, what a waste. Yeah. At least I could have. I was fine that whole time, just to put that in there. Yeah, you do yeah, have a pretty uh, pretty strong immune yeah. system, apparently. I think I just stayed dirty. Cheat. You know? <laughs> and I, uh, you know, I built so, up a lot of tolerance so, all against that viruses all, all and that bacteria. Non, non-showering. All of, I just live with bacteria. His, we're, we're, we're one. All his STDs just, they, they uh, yeah, all, yeah, counter any virus. Uh, <laughs> hey, exactly. I have to I have to give you credit where credit's due here. Boy, your Juve commercial, man. That was oh, yeah. really oh, awesome. Thanks, I, You man. know, the audience doesn't know this. Go we, to the Mind Pump Media Instagram page. Yeah, we don't get to see these. Like, so this is a uh, some projects that Justin's been working on, right? So one of the things we're trying to evolve the the, the media side of the business and, and uh, create Creating these like really high level commercials. Uh, this is the beginning of it, right? So uh, I don't expect much, but every time Justin seems to over deliver, and that, the mm. Magic Spoon one now, and now the Juve one has just been fire. That's right. Yeah, I'm trying my best to try and over like to to, to outdo the the previous one, and that's sort of like the goal with that. But yeah, it's so much fun, dude. I it, it's funny because now it's like I can scratch my own itch with uh, wearing wigs and uh, costumes, and you know, you guys oh, wow. make fun of me, so I, I, I get I like go off on my own, and I do that myself uh, in my safe space. Yeah, and then I come back and I present it to you guys. So yeah. I'm glad that you know the end result at least is uh, acceptable. It's good stuff. Yeah, yeah. I enjoy it. Hey, um, there's an uh, I wanted to bring this up, so I just read this the other day. So back in the day, do you guys remember the supplement CLA? Did they sell that at 24? Yes. Okay, you, it was we, part of the uh, uh, Ergogen. 
Ergogen. I think so. Ergogen was a brand, right? Yeah, Ergogen so, stack. So CLA is a fatty acid called conjugated, uh, I think it's conjugated linoleic acid, if I'm not, yeah, conjugated linoleic acid. So this is a fatty acid that when you switch out other fatty acids in your diet, replace it with CLA, people get leaner and they build more muscle. So this was a bodybuilding supplement for a long time. It was really popular in the 90s, early 2000s. Still, you can buy it today. Is the theory that it it it, it actually suppresses appetite? What's the? I can't remember what. No, it's got a th it's got a thermogenic effect. So oh, I thought it was actually an appetite suppressant. I'm not. No, I, that's not what I've read. I've read that it actually encourages fat burning, and then it has this muscle preserving or muscle building effect. So bodybuilders would take it in the past as a supplement. Well, anyhow, grass fed meat twice as much CLA because beef has CLA in it. Grass-fed meat twice as much as uh, grain-fed meat. Oh, interesting. It does. So it's not a ton of CLA, but if you're like me and you eat meat all the time, I eat red meat every yeah. day, yeah, once too. or twice a day. Speaking of grass-fed beef, you know one of the things that you have to know if you're if you're somebody who's like first getting introduced to like eating grass-fed beef, other, aside from it's normally a little more expensive, is that it's leaner. And so it does. Yes. It. And so if you go into it thinking like you've had the best steak ever from like wherever Ruth Chris or your favorite place, mm -hmm. and then you go and try and compare a grass fed steak to be taste better mm. because it's just not going to beat it. So I'm always looking for ways to eat healthier, but then still make it taste as amazing. Yeah. The Instapot, we did the, so I just, Instapot's we, amazing. Oh, yeah. yeah. I did the tri tip, I did the grass fed tri tip. And the Instapot, not only does it cook it like super fast, but what I like about the Instapot too is like we can put it on and it's very similar to like cooking like the sous vide where you can mm. put it at a temperature and then leave it like all day. So we'll go, we'll put it in the, we'll put it in the Instapot, set it at the temperature that we want it cooked, go do, go about our thing. And dude, you could cut it with a fork. Yeah. Dude, see, that's interesting because like I know with like, like you'd mentioned the, it's a bit leaner cut. It's a bit, you know, it's like a bit tough, but the way that you cook it makes all the difference. And I was thinking more of like a smoker, like a slow cook approach yeah. too, which is another, uh, you know, way I'm, I want to, uh, that was something I'm looking at uh, purchasing to, to start really like barbecuing like crazy. That's yeah, no, Doug. The, Doug does it that way yeah. all the time. Yeah. That's yeah. Just, no, the, 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 um, the tri-tips from Butcher Box are pretty good. They're yeah, not, they're really really good. So here's what I do: I salt the shit out of them on both sides. Then I go olive oil, rosemary, garlic powder. Then I get an iron uh, skillet mm -hmm. and I get it real hot. Put a little gar olive oil in the iron skillet and I brown both sides. Both sides to keep the juices then, in. Then I put the whole thing in the oven at 375 um, and I have a meat thermometer. Yeah. So as soon as it, the inside hits about 130, that's like a foolproof way to get it cooked perfect. Oh, and then when you, yeah. you and I let it sit and then you slice it in the you know the, the nice seasoning on the outside and the meat. So really is that good. is that technically the 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 right order, Doug? Because I I will do the instant pot and then I sear afterwards. Oh, I'm not using this. That's with the oven. I know. So, but am I doing that wrong? Uh, I think both ways would work. Okay, mm. but you have to pick one right now. Which one's better? <laughs> <laughs> it's like every time I get in a line, and you guys, are yeah, like, hey, I just I would follow your your method for doing the oven method, but I would go that way with the Instapot. Oh, it's so, not so politically so correct. No, yeah. no, I, I, I would. I'm <laughs> not trying to be politically correct. That's just how I would do it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. For example, if I would use the sous vide. I would sous vide it first, and then I'd sear it at right. the end. Right. Yeah. Okay, so that's how I did it with sous vide also. So that's why. Well, that makes sense because if you sear it and then sous vide it, it might ruin the sear 
right? Wouldn't it kind of? Yeah. 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 It would get all soft. It would yeah. get all soft in there. Yeah. yeah. You want hard meat. Yeah, you want hard. On the mm. outside. Mm. I mean, it's just, it's good. Wow. So, yeah. Speaking of uh, speaking of our sponsors, I was looking up. Oh, uh, wow. Good transition. Right. I was wondering how you're going to get out of there. I was going to get out of that. Yeah. I I looked at hard meat. Speaking of that, let me talk about one of my sponsors. Well, hold on a second. So I looked up stuff on sleep. Like We know all the things that impact sleep and how to improve your sleep. We've talked about it on the show many times, but I want to know what were the most important things. Mm-hmm. Like, what's what are the most important factors that will impact your sleep? Do uh, you guys want to take any guesses? Uh, matching your circadian rhythms. Um, yeah, I guess that's pretty important. But what do you mean, like, not oh, just going like to going to bed? Yeah, like like closer to when the sun goes oh, down. So let's say, I, I know what my personal one is. It's temperature. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, it's, for it's, sure. Yeah, be, I that's mean, what the studies say. Oh, okay. So, studies say yeah. the most important thing is a cool room. Yeah. So I did a little more research. Here's the theory behind it, right? So we obviously evolved as hunter-gatherers, whatever. They said essentially what you're doing is you're recreating the fact that you're sleeping in a cave uh, at night. So cool. Because uh, it's cool. Yes, dark. Dark mm, yeah. in a cave. So makes kind of sense, right? Yeah, yeah. No. 65 degrees was the temperature that they said most people sleep uh, best at. 50, like five. <laughs> yeah. Wait, think about that though. 65, most people do not like, I mean, or most uh, husbands don't get allowed to get their thing down. So I, <laughs> I have to fight for 66 no, right now. So like it's a- Our like, house is 60. So ours- No, it's not. It is, dude. You At think, night, we cut it down. It's like 65, 60? it's 65, maybe 67. Like if we want it, like if it's really cold outside, we're kind of making up for that. Uh, but then we turn it down to, to 60 right before we go to bed. So you, you guys do that? Yeah. Could, oh, wow. So Man, you, your kids must be like- <laughs> Oh, I know downstairs too. It's so cold. It's like a like an icebox. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to win ho- Wim Hof them, you know? Your like, poor kids. Yeah, yeah, that's the part that sucks about my house too. So I, you know, mine's this three levels, right? The bottom level is like cold. I mean, see your breath cold, but then you get all the way upstairs, it's like 68. Yeah. You know, so mm. it's like, it's it's tough to try and keep the, and that's where all the bedrooms are. Yeah. So. Well, now we have the baby. So yeah. it's, uh, everything's about the baby. So, well, yeah. the so house is 70, 71. So what I did, and you can do the same thing, I actually stole one of our, uh, portable heaters here and we regulate his room so we have, on the nanit it has a temperature mm. so we manage his room with that heater and then i keep the rest of the house cold he's sleeping in the same room yeah. right now though uh, he's so right. young you know uh, what we so, do yeah. we put him in this little i call it the noah uh not noah the the what's moses? his name moses yeah. uh, moses bed oh it's a, why do i know a yeah. uh, is it what a docatot. Why called. do you know every all the names of shit? Huh? <laughs> is that the designer he, he's one? He's a brand guy. Yeah, yeah. It's totally he's right. Brand, brand snob. Anyway, it's it looks like I call it the Moses bed because it's like like the bed that Moses was put in when he when he set down the river, yeah, like in like a, a wreath basket. Yeah, or something. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But anyway, we put him in there in the bed, so he's in our bed with us. And we uh, that was one of I think one of the best investments we got was mm. the the docatot. Right oh, there. there it is, right there. there. Is, yeah. Docatot. Oh, the docatot. Yeah, it's a- <laughs> I like that name. It's fun. Yeah, I don't know who got that for was it you maybe you guys got that for us uh, i don't remember what we got we got you guys a bunch of that'd other be stuff. terrible i probably yeah. wouldn't even know i spent more money man. on you than that bro yeah. come did on did you get me something justin i did oh uh, my god <laughs> through courtney yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's good at that stuff yeah does that happen to you guys when you guys go to like uh like a birthday party or whatever and the kid opens the gift Dude. thank you and you're like what i get you all the time <laughs> yeah uh, you have no idea. well thank god in our uh, katrina and i've been together for 10 years right so like all of my friends and stuff like that i get shit all the time like my best friends that we go back to childhood like they get they give me so much shit because yeah. katrina handles like all all scheduling all gifts mm-hmm. all everything like so 
you know, that's the big running joke in our thread together is like, if we all want to get together, mm. nobody asks me. It's just like, I'm not even going to ask Adam if they can get together in two weeks. I'll just mm. text Katrina. Yeah, because you don't know what the hell's yeah. going on. Yeah, no. yeah, same here. Actually, Doug, I'm going to send you something. I want to pull, I want you to pull this up on uh, the screen. So this is what Doug's going to pull up right now is a picture of what the vaccination cards will probably look like. Oh. Yeah, so this was the Department of Defense. I like how it's the Department of the Defense. Yeah, I don't understand we're, why we're defending it's, the invisible enemy. Yeah, so the Department of Defense has released the first images of a COVID nineteen vaccination record card and vaccination kits uh, Wednesday. So vaccination cards will be used as the simplest way to keep track of COVID nineteen shots. So wow. it's, it's weird they didn't do this for the flu. Yeah. Or any other vaccine. Or any other. Yeah. yeah. So everyone will be issued a written card that they can put in their wallet that will tell them what they had. Uh, tell them. I need a card to tell me. It's not for you. It's for other people, I'm sure. Yeah. So this is going to be the card. Um, yeah. Interesting. Uh, well, look this up. I just got- is there gonna be, You guys think there'll be a black market? I bet you that there'll be a black market for cards will. like this. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? hundred percent. You know what else I was thinking? I was thinking in the at the moment. I'm sure later this is going to change. So we have a, a postpartum doula, right? And so I was talking to Jessica, and we're talking about oh, you know, what if we need a nanny or whatever. I was thinking about the value, at least until the vaccines are are, are all out. I wonder. It's actually valuable if you're working for other people in the service business to to have had COVID. So mm-hmm. you could tell them, oh, I yeah, already had antibodies. Yeah, I already had COVID. Right. You know, that's whatever. It could become now like a selling point. Yeah, if you have like proof of that and you can have that. I mean, I could see that totally being like a selling point. Yeah, like, oh, we'll hire them. Oh, what about COVID? Oh, they already had COVID a month ago. They're immune. So now they can come into our house. So I got a that. message from my buddies, like, why we're talking right now. It said in 20, and this was over an hour ago, so, or 40 minutes ago. It said in 20 minutes, California coming out with a new mandate. New mandate? Yes. So what you saw in L.A. might be moving its way all the way up to Oh, uh, they're going to tell everybody to stay home? Yeah. Okay. <sighs> yeah. Wow. How are they going to enforce that? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I, I'm serious. They're not going to. Anyway. How would you enforce? Oh, oh, just that it was. I don't want to talk about this. Just that it was blue of elf. No, seriously. How would you How would you enforce that? That's what I want. That's a, that's a big question. Because what if a lot of people just. To say no. Well, they they just want to say that, so they you know they sound like they're protecting everybody, and they sound like this righteous hero of ours, you know, like keeping us from this like invisible enemy yeah. that, that's destroying all of us. I don't know. It's going to be weird. Yeah. I mean, all it's I know way is way more nuanced than that. They can mandate whatever they want. The problem is is going to be enforcing it. Well, that's the, the problem. problem is our economy. You know, like yeah. right now we that's, uh, that's a real problem. We um we hit records today, right? Is that right, Doug? We hit in the U.S. Oh, as of the recording of this podcast, yeah, yeah. I believe we hit uh, records yeah. as far as death toll in a single day, right? Yeah. Oh, so number sure. one, is that what it is? No, number one in the world. Oh wow! Yeah. The, what do you? Well, know? we've been number Finally, one. Finally, we're number for, one again. You know? <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> shit. In some category, in something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we it was a, it was a record in in um, in deaths. I think in, in in cases. So I think we're at over two hundred eight as of the recording of the podcast. Two hundred eighty thousand, mm. maybe or something like that. More. Mm. Yeah. So hey, hey, look, I tell you, Ugh. I you know I wish everybody the best. I think the I want everybody to be healthy and safe. Yes. You know, don't get me wrong. It's just again, I, I just. It's frustrating existence right now. I, they, 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 you can't keep using this as a way to curtail. Yeah, you can't no. just tell it's, it's, the, the the side effects of the of this. 
I mean, uh, again, I look at my kids, and they haven't gone to school for a year. Oh, my God. And they're stuck inside. And those like, heartbreaking pictures of even the uh, one the schools that are open and trying to, like, yeah. They put, like, chalk squares. Yeah, chalk square. They're all, like, looking at each other but with masks on, and they're all, like, super depressed and lonely. And like, oh, yeah. It's awful. Yeah, it well, is awful. Well, we're transitioned, but, you know, we've been talking about uh, the the whole fight thing that happened with uh, Logan Paul or Jake Paul yeah. and, like, in, you know, the, this big argument that there's going to be an opportunity for this uh, boxing and fights that are, have nothing to do with, uh, you know, these pro prof- fighters. Yeah, pro fighters, right? Did you guys see uh, Snoop Dogg? What's he going to do? Uh-oh. Snoop Dogg has started his own pro boxing league. Oh, okay. I thought he was going to fight. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Google that up, Doug. So well, Snoop- I heard actually, like, uh, Snoop Dogg's a pretty decent athlete. I mean, I actually heard he's he's thrown uh, punches before. Snoop Dogg? I'm not even joking. Uh, he did a, like a football thing. I saw that uh, years well, ago. Well, yeah, he used to, yeah, he used to be, I mean, his sons are really good. Whoever his agent is, is brilliant. Athlete. Have you seen, he gets involved, with, like, he did like a cooking show with somebody. It's Martha Mar- Stewart. Is that who he did it with? Dude, him and Martha Stewart, like, ever since they did the roast you, you guys ever watch those roasts on comedy yeah. central like yeah so they the, had like really good chemistry and so he just kept working with whoever them. is managing his his business is, is the fight club they're calling it yeah wow you know it's funny snoop dogg all these like you know these these he makes these moves all artists the time, from the dude. 90s like yeah. the, he's on with martha stewart it's like these guys to sell drugs know, and shoot people <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no. I mean, you have you have him, you have him, you have Dre, you have some of these guys that. Well, I mean, Ice Cube, he made a bunch of family movies. Yeah, you know, yeah. Did, did you know? I well, mean, it's it's awesome. It yeah, is. Like, like pull yourself out of all that and like make an empire. No, yeah. no, you know? so much respect for someone that's done it like that, bro. And the fact that they don't. They continue to reinvent themselves mm-hmm. and do other things besides just what what got them famous. I mean, yep. You see Snoop Dogg. That's a big risk. A fight league, that's a huge one. You think so? Yeah, that's a big risk. That's well, tough. That's tough to get people to walk. I mean, I, I'm imagining he's going to do what you're, more of that Logan Paul kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. I would, I would absolutely think that, right? Put on like influencer fights like or something like that? Right. Oh no, I mean, it's it sounds- So which one of us will represent Mind Pump? Because yeah, you know what's going to happen. I know. Who are you going to fight somebody? Huh? Who do you want to fight first? Who do, uh, Adam's God. got the longest reach, so yeah. I'll put him in the ring. I'm not a boxer. I'm no, a grappler. No. I want Sal to fight. I'll do MMA. Fight Lewis House. That- <laughs> no. I feel like you guys, that'd be a fun matchup. No, to watch. man. I mean, he's it'd got have to be a cage match. He's taller. Right? Yeah, no, it's yeah. MMA. It's hey, not, dude, it's he not was just a, boxing. He was a pro arena football player. I, that's why I want, I want to see. Wasn't it. he? Yeah, uh, he's, so he's like, a handball champion. Handball so champion. That's, that's why I want to see you guys. Go. I mean, I could hurt his feelings. I'm sure I could do that. <laughs> yeah. Really good. I don't know about the fight part. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I'm not a fighter. I'm a, I hate fighting. Uh, I really don't like it. He he kisses people. Yeah, it's different. This quaz brought to you by Organifi. For those days you fall short on getting your organic veggies or whole food nutrition, Organifi fills the gap with laboratory-tested certified organic superfoods to help give your health and performance the added edge. Try Organifi totally risk-free for 60 days by going to Organifi.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com. And use the coupon code MINDPUMP for 20% off at checkout. First question is from APAL683. What are some of the craziest fitness myths that you've heard from clients? Oh, I got one. <sighs> you do? Yeah, I do. I got one that won't go away. Too. So I, so I'll, I'll let me go first. So okay. I, re, uh, this app, this was like a thing for a minute. It was like a year or two where this kind of became a thing. So I was training this lady. First time I heard about it, and she goes, "I'm my friend lost. Uh, I don't know how, how much weight, thirty pounds or whatever." doing this new diet called the HCG diet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Remember when this was a thing? This is still a thing. Yeah. So I was like, HCG died. I had a, I had a, um, a sister-in-law who just did this like a couple years ago. Still? Yes. Okay, so I'm like- 500 calories oh. and, and they run you on HCG. Bro, let me get let me get it, go through this. So she goes, HCG. So I'm like, HCG? I'm like, you mean human coronic gonadotropin or whatever? That's like the human hormone. Women produce it when they're pregnant. That's what birth, you know, birth, uh, the, the whatever pee sticks or whatever pick up. And right. um, if you give it to a man, it boosts testosterone. So athletes will take it sometimes to come off of testosterone or whatever. So I'm like, is it this? It can't be that. Like, I don't think they could prescribe that for diet purposes or whatever. Well, sure enough, that's what it was. And she says, the HCG makes the makes women lose so much weight or whatever. So she's like, should I do it? I'm like, okay, they're going to inject you with this hormone or this precursor. I don't think it's a good idea. Definitely not. Doesn't sound like a good idea. Let me look at the whole plan. Mm-hmm. So she brings me the plan. It's 500 calories a day. Yeah. 500 calories a day, and then they inject you with HCG. Look, here's the deal. If you're on 500 calories a day, they can inject you with anything. (laughs) And you'll lose weight. It doesn't matter what it is. They can inject you. I could put you on the, the, the vitamin B12 diet. I could put you on anything I inject you with. 500 calories, you lose weight. So I tried to talk to her about this and said, look, you're going to really hammer your metabolism. You're going to end up losing a lot of muscle. And there's no way you can eat 500 calories to maintain. So when you go back, you're going to gain the weight back. She didn't want to listen to me. She ended up doing it, and I had a lot of damage control to do with her afterwards. But it, became, it was a thing there for a second. I'm surprised they're still doing it. Yeah, no, yeah. it's still a thing. My, like I said, my sister-in-law, which is a couple, oh, maybe it's two or three years now, that uh, yeah, she came to me, and she was already in the middle of it. Like she was dropping weight, and we were all at like a family event, and everyone's like, hey, "Oh, you look great. How do you doing?" She's like, "Oh, my doctor's got me on this HCG diet." And I'm like, "And of course, my peak up. What? Explain to me." Mm-hmm. Same thing. She explains it to me. That was actually the first I had heard of it. So you heard of it way before I did. Um, and she gained the weight back. She, of course, and yeah. and more. So, and I, I mean, I she was already in the middle of it, so I couldn't get her to stop. And of course, a doctor told her. Yeah. So you know who's you know her brother. That's the part that makes me. Yeah, upset. I know. yeah. Doctor tells her. So of course, I'm not going to win this argument. But I'm explaining to her. I was like, you know, sis, do you really think that? You're going to eat 500 calories for the rest of your life? Like, well, no, no, I just want to get down to this weight. That's what they all say, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just want to get down so to this weight and then, and then figure out from there. It's like, no, that's not how your metabolism works. So your metabolism mm-hmm. will like, screw me up and then we'll figure it out from there. That's like what you're doing right now is you're going to get used to eating 500 calories. And then when you go back to normal life, and especially this family, I'm like, we drink and eat and we do all these festivities all the time. Like, there's no way. I mean, no. you, you crush... You crush your uh, weekly intake in in one weekend with the with this family. I was mm-hmm. like, "There's no way you can sustain off this." So yeah, no, she she ended up putting it all back on. So that's a terrible one. Here's another one that, I, and I still see this. This is really popular still. Is these body wraps? Oh right, oh, yeah, the the of uh, and uh, the claims that they make, uh, the amount of uh, weight and calories it burns and everything, and it's really just water weight, right? And I, I didn't know exactly. It's, it's hilarious, how, and it's like they wrap you in like saran wrap your entire mm-hmm. body, yeah, and they sit you on like a massage table, and you know, I think you sit on there for like a good solid hour or whatever. Or put like a heat suit, like, yeah, in yeah, like oh, yeah, they they wrap you in. Like I had a, a few clients like, like a cocoon, too. and yeah. and. And you know it's funny because uh, you know it's one of those things. This is like how, how it's a temporary like uh, illusion. Yeah, look, exactly. You, look, that's, you definitely look exactly. That's why it's thinner. like it's it's uh, how easily we are manipulated and mm-hmm. why things that people can feel or see uh, it, were so easily sold on right away. Because if you do go, you know, completely suffocate your body for an hour and heat it heat it up like super hot and sweat you know three pounds or five pounds of water out of you, and then you get up and you look at yourself in the mirror. 
yeah, you're mm-hmm. gonna see, you're gonna look smaller. You're gonna your clothes will feel, but all you've done is just like leaked out a bunch of water weight. Mm-hmm. As soon as you go pound a gallon of water at one point, you're gonna put it all right back on, and so it's, it's very a, temporary. Yeah, and it, I mean they charge big money, and the claims that they make for how many calories that you're burning mm-hmm. in, and I was get the hell out of here yeah. with that. Yeah, yeah. Another another one is uh, even just liposuction. You know, I, I remember as a as a trainer, I was I was young. I was 18, maybe 18, 19. And I was doing this body fat test on this woman. And back in those days, actually, it was the same kind of body fat test we did later on. So it was like bicep, tricep, subscapula, suprailiac crest. So those are the four points that you do with the caliper test, right? So the bicep, tricep, that's easy to know where that is. uh, The suprailiac crest, that's right above the hip. And then subscapula, that's below the shoulder blade. So you test all these points, and I remember this woman came in, and she she was overweight, and so she did a free body fat test with me, and I tested her bicep fold, and then I went to her tricep fold, and it was very strange because she had more fat on her bicep than she did on her tricep, and that never happens. Uh, mm. You store more in your tricep, especially for a woman, and here I am as a kid. I'm 18 years old, and I did this, and I was like, this is very weird, and her arm looks strange. She was overweight, but the tricep was lean on the bicep. So I sat her down and we started talking. I said, have you ever had liposuction? And she looked at me like I was some kind of wizard. How did you know? I said, well, I tested your tricep and your tricep fold was less than your bicep. It it looks to me like you got fat sucked out of your tricep. And when you went and gained the weight back, you don't lose the ability to store body fat. Mm -hmm. You just store it in other places now. So then what ends up happening is you store body fat and now you have this weird fat uh, storage on your body because it doesn't store it like it naturally would, um, and she's like, "No, that that's what happened." I mean, to me. people that have have have, have sought out uh, liposuction hate to hear this conversation, but I would tell, I'm like, I'd seen enough clients do it so much. I'm like, honestly, I you look better, thirty pounds overweight, with natural, normal fat, well, naturally balanced the way your body genetically is made and designed to store body fat, than to lipo and then put 30, 30 pounds oh, yeah. on the body. It was the same sort of a thing like I used to train uh, a bit of obese clients like that would come in with a stomach staple and that was their their answer to you know shedding an extreme amount of weight because that was I mean obviously that was the big pressing issue was like we got to get this weight off and so the doctor would sell them on uh, you know being able to, to, to staple and like shrink the size of their stomach they could only fit so much in there they could eat whatever they wanted so it just seems like you know well I just get full so I'm going to be good and then and this is, you know, how I'm going to live my life from then on and I'm going to keep shrinking. And, um, you know, and the weight definitely came off and it all went that direction. And I'm just like trying to to tell them to, you know, be be reasonable about this. Like think about building muscle, think about long-term behaviors and habits and things like that. And inevitably, you know, most of them that I've stayed in contact with have gained in spite of the the size of their stomach or had stretched the stomach back to, to its original size. Yeah, the worst one that I've ever seen though, the worst was the tube that was attached to the uh, stomach. Yeah, yeah. We talked that, about that when we first started Mind Pump. That it, It's attached to the stomach, and it, it comes out of your body, and you literally eat, and then you go and empty your stomach into the toilet. Yeah. It's bulimia. It's bulimia. Yeah. It's, it's bulimia. You're just not throwing it up. You're putting it through Medical a tube. Medical bulimia. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. Next question is from Sarah Gottfried. How does aging affect weight gain and metabolism? How much of an impact can resistance training have on this? So aging does affect both. Um, You tend to lose muscle as you age. Hormones start to change and men, testosterone starts to decline. Of course, women go through menopause, which is a huge uh, hormonal shift. Um, You lose strength. 
as a result of the weight loss, the muscle loss, your metabolism starts to slow down. Mm-hmm. Resistance training, how does it affect it? It uh, it has a massive impact on all of this, tremendous impact. In fact, as you age, the impact becomes bigger uh, for your body in in the context of your age. And so what I mean by that is if I were to take two 20-year-olds, one being uh, fit who exercises every day and the other one being the typical 20-year-old who doesn't really exercise and just eats whatever, you would definitely notice a difference between the two. Mm-hmm. But if I were to take a 60-year-old where one of them had been working out for years every single day and eating right and the other one was the typical 60-year-old, the difference is – profound night, night and day profound uh, the difference is now one person is fully functional uh totally independent healthy good vitality and libido and the other one's ill on medications and has lost mobility so as you age resistance training now you can't you're not going to fight it's like you can't live forever you're not going right. to stop the clock but boy do you make a big difference and in comparison to your peers it, the gap gets so big as you age if you maintain a good well, level of fitness. I, yeah. I, I mean, I definitely think that uh, you know there's declining factors as you age for sure. But if you were to, to actually like repeat the same patterns of healthy uh, you know, practices, resistance training, eating uh, correctly from your 20s and carry that on a consistent basis all the way up, like I would be surprised to see it dip that much uh, versus uh, you, you know, what just inevitably happens happens over time is we get consumed with other interests or, or, you know, we have a family or we have, uh, you know, business or, you know, we're sitting a lot, like our patterns is what changes. And then our patterns contribute to these declines, uh, in hormones and and weight gain and things that you see. Well, not only that, this makes such a difference. And I guarantee you guys have had this because I've had this tons of times where I get a client at 40 or 50 who's never worked out before and I get them training and dieting and they're with me for a year or two. And then the response I get from them is they are stronger, fitter and healthier at 50 than they were any other point in their life. So that's Mm -hmm. how much that can affect you. I mean, you guys are talking about, okay, someone who's been training their whole life and comparing a 70 year old who has and one that hasn't. Yes. But it's so big of a difference as far as reversing aging that you could take somebody who's never trained and been and then at 40 or 50 put them in the best shape of their life at an advanced age than they were when they were a teenager totally Mm -hmm. next question is from Lindsay one dove i'm struggling with pain in my toes and arches how do you best strengthen the feet Okay, so uh, there are specific foot exercises uh, that you can do. In fact, we have a lot of them in our MAPS uh, Prime yeah, Pro. We have short foot and piano toes to be specific. Yeah, those are two easy ones, right? So short foot is uh, flexing your arch. Those are not easy at all. <laughs> easy ones to call it, right, right. Yeah. So short foot's one where you, you, you strengthen your arch. Uh, piano toes is literally articulating your toes like you're playing the piano. Um, but like strengthening anything, it's a slow process. Okay, yeah. so... What you don't want to do, uh, just like working out the rest of your body, you don't want to jump in and do tons and tons of exercises uh, right out the gates. You want to start very, very slow and be patient with yourself. Um, for example, piano toes, for some people, is so frustrating at first that they ha- they literally have no connection to their toes. Mm-hmm. So you tell them to do piano toes, 
and all the toes move yeah. at the same three time. of them at the same time two of them yeah they can't like individually articulate them it gets frustrating and so yeah definitely take your time with it uh definitely start with just trying to walk around barefoot yeah uh, and that's that's like the easiest way to just like get this going in the right direction um just to be able to start having that sensation and and feel uh different surfaces uh that's all going to provide feedback and and get you know muscles a little bit more involved in the stabilization process that maybe were dormant because of always keeping them confined in this sort of a cast through your shoes and and we're, we're always trying to uh you know form things for our feet to be comfortable uh to where we're not really like training them to uh you, you know, be able to have like more strength and and stability uh, just like you would any other muscle so i, I remember when on uh, dr brink really broke me down uh, and and enlightened me on how weak my feet were and that was something that uh I, I started to really work on probably what three four years ago now and feel like i've come a long way uh and but i do remember what that looked like when i first started and so i first would start with uh trying to become or be barefoot more often right i was never barefoot really and i always trained in shoes and and what i'd have to do before i would start training is i would take the lacrosse ball and i would roll the bottom of my feet just to kind of like wake up everything that was like completely it felt like my foot was like seized up you know like that same when she talks about pain in her toes and in the arch in her feet i had that also so i couldn't go from training in my shoes my whole life and all of a sudden barefoot training because it would cause these like pain in my arches and in my toes. So the first thing I'd have to do is to kind of roll everything out with the lacrosse ball and then do exercises like short foot, short foot and piano toes to just kind of wake everything up. And then after I did that, then I would try and, you know, intermittently train barefoot, which was like once, maybe twice a week. And then got to the point where I'd start doing these walks. I, and if you've been listening to podcasts for, which I think Lindsay has, so she might remember this. I used to like story this on uh, when I was talking a lot about this uh, three, four years ago, uh, where I would I started to walk my dogs. Uh, one of the two walks I walked them every day, I'd walk them barefoot. So that was for me. That's only like a ten minute little walk that I would do. And so I just started incorporating more times where I was outside in dirt on ground barefoot and then also doing the little short foot and piano and then the lacrosse ball. And then it got to a point where that would became uh, very consistent into my routine. And then it became uh, I, where I was always barefoot training. Like I would be barefoot training three to four times a week mm -hmm. and then starting to do exercises like tippy toe squats, things that would start to really challenge and strengthen my feet. Mm -hmm. But that first you got to address mm -hmm. the, uh, the connection, the lack of mobility and just getting used to doing that. Walking on sand is phenomenal. So if you're somewhere where you can get to a beach or a park, uh, walking around on that was is really good to help strengthen the feet. But uh, like what I think Sal said is you just got to be careful, or Justin, I don't know who said it, uh, what, you just got to be careful that if you haven't been training this way or addressing this, uh, you easily can overreach and then mm -hmm. you're going to be sore and toes and, and arches hurting all yeah, the time. Yeah, one thing to add to the walking patterns and just starting with that is to notice where a bit of wear and tear is happening with your foot. So a lot of times you'll see that with like calluses or – uh, you know, like you'll, you'll just see like uh, where, where it may be like more pressure that you're applying, uh, towards your big toe versus your pinky toe, uh, and, and trying to, to, to sort of be conscious of that and, and even that out in terms of that, um, triangle of points of, con of, uh, of pressure, applying pressure. So basically like toward where, where you tie your shoelace, uh, up there versus like your, your big toe and your pinky sort of distributing that, uh, evenly. What, what a great point. One of the things, uh, after 
Brink enlightened me on this, I started to kind of look at the, the bottoms of my feet more. And I actually, I used to, I, and it's no longer there. So this is like for, uh, to give people some hope that, that deal with this. Um, I had a, a, on my left foot, I had them on both feet, but I had it more on my left foot. I had a, a massive callus that had been there my whole life. Uh, on the outside of my, or uh, excuse me, on the inside of my big toe of my left foot, mm-hmm. because that was always you were exce- pressing it there. Yeah, I was pressing it, so pronating, right? So my feet, my heels were collapsing inward, and I was always putting uh, a lot of, and, and it had just had this callus. I've had it my whole life, and just thought that's how I was. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't until I addressed all this, and then I become very aware that uh, my feet were collapsing inward, and so I always try to put emphasis on rotating out. And it, it started with just the awareness of it, like. And for me, I know we're talking to a girl here, so this is, doesn't really apply, but just bear with me. You know, every time I would go pee in the, at my house, I'd be barefoot and I would I would rock on the outside of my feet because I would, it would be mm-hmm. standing still for a few seconds and just getting that that understanding what's going on and paying attention to that. And I do that at least three to five times in a day mm-hmm. and it's just becoming more conscious of how you walk and, and how you distribute your weight on your feet. Next question is from Dante Vitt. Is the at-home digital fitness space getting crowded? No. Yeah, not even close. No. No, I think it's a huge uh, opportunity, huge market. There's a If you look at the demand for fitness and the way people um, get access to fitness, and then you look at how many people have uh, access to digital fitness, mm-hmm. there's a huge discrepancy. I think the opportunity for digital fitness right now is massive. Mm-hmm. And it's massive because we have an artificial market pressure um, and a natural market pressure that is preventing people from going to gyms. The artificial one being uh, many local governments uh, are telling gyms that they have to operate at 20% capacity, 10% capacity, or in some areas. Um, they can't be open um, at all, and then there's a natural, uh, uh, you know, barrier right now or pressure, which is COVID. So a lot of people are afraid of working out in uh, with other people, um, and you also have technology now, which is better than ever. It's easier now to stream workouts. It's easier now to communicate with people online. This is the the beginning of a huge potential for growth in the digital space, uh, digital fitness space. I think in five or 10 years, it may be uh, much more difficult, but right now is a great time in my opinion. I don't even know if it's ever going to get that difficult. I don't think there is enough trainers to service all the people that are out there. I mean, you don't, you really don't need as much as you think you do. I mean, you, if you got a few thousand people, Three, two to three thousand people paying you on a monthly reoccurring service that, and you're providing extreme value to that network. You can be never known. No one will ever know who you are, except for those few thousand people, which is not a lot of people at all uh, in the internet e-commerce world, and be a millionaire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I honestly think it's massively needed. Uh, because think about who's getting the money right now. It's these influencers that have never even had a certification or any kind of fitness background, but they're just looking up to them for their body and all these dumb reasons. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, it's to me, it's, it's really upsetting, but also that, that to me speaks of a massive opportunity to get more people flooding the market to actually like pull them into mm-hmm. a right way of doing it. There's there there is a huge. Okay, so I just did this. Uh, I shared an article on my story and I talked about this. Um, we saw this really early on. We saw Bodybuilding.com and Beachbody, 
two leaders in the the e-commerce space of you know digital fitness programming. Right, that's probably two of the biggest names yeah. that are on the web. Definitely, the two Bs. Right, and what we and so and they're doing right. Each one of those companies at this time, I don't think Bodybuilding.com is doing billions anymore. At one point, I think they were up there or close to at least hundreds of millions of dollars in in total revenue that's going through trafficking through their stuff. Uh, for sure, uh, Beachbody, they're two million or two billion plus. Uh, we saw an opportunity to do the things that they were doing better. I mean, we all we looked at it and went like, I didn't look at it like, oh my god, they're already selling. It's you know, saturated. Yeah, it's so saturated because there's only twenty billion dollars of revenue out there in the fitness space, and they're taking two of that, and so and so is taking one of that, and so there's no room for us. We looked at the people that were making all the money and said, can we provide? better service? Can mm -hmm. we get, add more value than these people that are making billions of dollars? And the very quick answer by all of us was like, of course, yes. When we look at the programming, when we look at the content, the information they're providing, and we don't need to get to all, you know, hundred million people they have. I just, we just need to convince a small percentage. We just need to convince one to 2% of those people that we have a superior product or piece of content that we can provide for them than what they were doing. So, I don't think the space is crowded at all. I think there's a huge opportunity for, I mean, you're some of the best guests that we have on this show that are uh, like fitness professionals, like our good friends, like the Mike Matthews, the DeFranco's, the, you know, Ben Pakolsky's, the Paul Checks. A lot of these, these, these guys, and you know, uh, Lori Christie King, like you have a lot of these great people in fitness that, that were, are just making their way into the virtual world and they the the virtual world's been dominated by these influencers for like the last decade so if you're a good trainer and you have good valuable informa information education and experience there's tremendous value in this space well the there's also a huge opportunity to reach an untapped uh, market every time a new innovation happens in fitness that reaches an untapped mar market, they explode. I remember in the 90s and early 2000s, there was a, a company called Curves that opened up these facilities. It was women only. It was this really non-intimidating kind of circuit style uh, workout with pneumatic equipment. And they had reached an audience that had no interest or, or were intimidated to go to gyms. And the result of that was Curves became the number one franchise and exploded all over the scene. Now, they didn't succeed, but that's for other reasons. But they took off because they were reaching a segment of the audience of the, of the population that, nor, that regular gyms didn't. Planet Fitness kind of is doing the same thing. They kind of are reaching people that normally wouldn't go to gyms. There's a huge percentage of people that are interested in improving their health and fitness. They don't want to go to a gym. They don't want to go to workout classes. They don't want to go to, a, to, to, to see people in person. But they may do it at home. And now with the internet and now with the way we can stream things, they may be available. They may now be a part of uh, the market. So the opportunity right now is massive for digital fitness. It's the best opportunity I've ever seen for digital fitness. It's nowhere, it's nowhere near uh, crowded. So if this is something you're interested in doing, uh, take advantage now. You're, this is the right time. Look, Mind Pump is recorded on video as well as audio, so you can come find us on YouTube, Mind Pump Podcast. You can also find all of us on social media. That includes Instagram and now also on Parlor. 
You can find Justin at Mind Pump Justin. You can find me at Mind Pump Sal, Adam at Mind Pump Adam, and Doug at Mind Pump Doug. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.